0: The Indianapolis Colts offense must maintain their efficiency from this past week if they want to beat the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts,
1: your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Week 13 crossover Thursday is here. I am Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. Here with my guy Zach Hicks from Locked On Colts. We're going to be breaking down the second matchup of the year between these teams. Of course, the Indianapolis Colts did win the first matchup, but the Titans are at home now. They're a totally different team, and I think it'll be exciting to see the second matchup between these coaching staffs as well, how they adjust to what they saw in the first game, we're going to be talking about the big storylines for each team, the matchups with each team, going to do some predictions at the end of the show. Before we get into all of that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the official sponsor of Crossover Thursday. Prize Picks is also the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase. For a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On Titans and Locked On Colts your first listen each and every day. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But with all that being said, Zach, we are going to dive into this matchup. And I have here on the rundown on the side, will the Colts sweep? Because that's the big question here. The Colts won the first game and coming into the season... While there were some doubts about the Titans and what kind of team they would be, most people thought they would be middle of the road, middling at best. But a lot of people thought that the Colts would maybe be one of the lesser teams in the NFL. And when we even did our divisional preview before the season, most people thought the Colts would probably finish at or near the bottom. The Titans would be somewhere in the middle. But that is not the case. And as we see, the Colts are 6-5. and And even without Anthony Richardson and without Jonathan Taylor for big portions of the season— Uh, the drama with Shaquille Leonard and him getting released, all of that, the Colts are still at 6-5. and And for me, I think that it's clear, the Colts are a better football team than the Titans. From top to bottom, the Colts are a better team football team. And the Titans don't have the coaching advantage that they had where Mike Vrabel won six of his last seven meetings against Frank Reich when he was the coach for the Colts. So if you're wondering whether the Titans could get swept by the Colts here, I think it's absolutely a possibility because the Colts are, again, the better team. But in these divisional matchups, we know that they're usually closer than normal. The teams know each other better than normal. And the Titans are at home. The Titans have yet to lose a game in Nashville. They lost a home game in London to the Baltimore Ravens, but the Titans haven't lost at home. So it's really interesting to see here to see whether the Titans can do enough to beat a team that I think is better than them. And to do that, they're obviously going to have to stop the run game for the Colts. They're going to have to create turnovers. But I think the, the interesting question is here is whether or not the Titans want to win the game. That's going to take them further away. From Joe Olaf Ola Fashanu, maybe even an outside chance at a Marvin Harrison Jr. If things really go poorly. So the real interesting storyline right here for the Titans is, are they going to finally lose a game at home? And is that actually what is best for the team? And I know last year as the Colts were struggling and everything was happening, that was something that that you probably had discussions about what's best for the team. And when you have a young quarterback who you do like, it's probably best to win and set the foundation of winning and 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 let winning be the culture, so I understand that part of it too, but I think the Titans definitely can get swept here by the Colts, and I think this is a moment where if the Titans don't win this game at home against the Colts and they get swept by a team that was expected to be at the bottom of the division this year, I think that would lend me to believe the Titans would not win another game the rest of the year, so to me, the big storyline here is How bad are the Titans really? Because if the Titans are an okay team, they're going to win this game. But if the Titans are a terrible team, they're going to lose this game at home first this year. So that'll be interesting to see. That's obviously the big storyline here is what exactly this team's going to be the rest of the season. I think I know what I hope they are so that it can help them take steps forward. But we're going to see on Sunday. Obviously, the Colts, like I said, doing better than most people expected. What's kind of the vibe in Indy right now with the team after rebounding after a couple of losses in the middle of the year.
0: Yeah, Tyler, I do want to just make note of how far you have fallen buddy this year. I mean, <laughs> it has been a crazy fall off. I think, you know, Jake and I, we, we, we rotate our crossovers, but I think you and I have done Titans and Colts crossovers for each of the last two years. So it's always you and me. So we go from last year, how optimistic you are and how excited you are (laughs) early this season. I think you still predicted a Titans win in this game. Mm -hmm now we're at the point where you're like oh my gosh maybe a loss would be better for our titans team right now like reality man is often disappointing you've fallen so (laughs) much man you've fallen so much i'm glad i get to experience it here though it's it's very fun to see (laughs) but in all seriousness no it's it's funny that this game has now become a a part for the colts where it's like hey the biggest storyline is take care of business like this is a team that you need to beat if you want to make the playoffs Mm -hmm. like this is I mean, on paper, this is the worst team you're playing the rest of the season, right? right? And that even includes the Cincinnati Bengals with Jake Browning. That includes the the, the Vegas team that has Aiden O'Connell starting yeah. games. Like, this Titans team is the worst team you're going to face the rest of the season. But because it's that divisional team, because they're mm-hmm. still a well-coached team with Mike Vrabel, because they still have some pieces on defense, you know, this Titans team's not this super easy out that their record might indicate but it's still a game where you need to take care of business i do think a really funny thing is that you said that the titans haven't lost at home this year the colts all but one of their losses have come at home so they are a great road team fantastic road team their only loss on the road this season was to the jaguars which they Mm -hmm. haven't beat the jaguars in jacksonville since like the 1920s so i mean it just doesn't happen there you know they don't beat the jaguars in jacksonville but outside of that they have taken care of business on the road including beating the Texans in Houston and beating the Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, so I think, I do think if there is still a team that can disrupt that Titans home winning streak, I do think it's this Colts team, the road dogs mm-hmm. that are the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but yeah, no, the biggest storyline for the Colts really is just taking care of business. You know, the, the vibes are good right now. They've won three straight games. They get a chance to sweep the Titans for the first time in a while since since Andrew Luck's heyday, basically. Right. And to do right. it with Gardner Minshew basically playing in all of those two games would be a uh-huh. huge uh, milestone for this Colts team. Uh, they, they found some really good things in recent weeks. despite look, look, at the end of the day, yes, you're playing the Panthers. You're playing the Patriots but I was going to mention
1: that before yeah, we moved on that the, the right. three game winning streak is
0: against teams that aren't very good, but on paper, the Titans aren't very good. So, right. Right. Well, look at the end of the day, it's the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the paint, the Patriots and the Panthers are below the rest of the NFL right now. Those are the two right, worst right. teams in football by far. But at the end of the day, anybody could beat anybody. The Panthers one win came against the Texans, who we all yep. can agree is a pretty good team. Uh, right. the Patriots have beat the Buffalo bills who, you know, they're having a down season, <laughs> but still a solid team, you know, like, right. right. Like, Anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. You mm-hmm. got to take care of business. The Colts took care of business in both those games. They took care of business against the Buccaneers team. That's pretty solid as well this past yep. week. Now it's all about continually taking care of business. They have very winnable games going forward. And I'm not saying six and zero is likely down the stretch here. Like by all, by all means, a nine game winning streak to end the season doesn't make sense for a Gardner Minshew team. Right, right. But when you look at the schedule, I mean, you have mm-hmm. the Titans here. You have the Falcons, a very winnable game. You yes. have. Games against the Steelers, the the Bengals, the Raiders, the Texans winnable. again. like uh, Those are all winnable games. games yeah. Very winnable games. It's all about taking care of business. I do think the Colts have the coaching staff that mm-hmm. understands this, that can get the job done. I think they have the right pieces on offense and defense to get the job done. But it's all about actually doing that job and getting it done this weekend against the Tennessee Titans. It all starts here. You know, this is... This is a land, just a benchmark game. Like you have to take care of business for both groups against Titans. It It is. Are the Colts a
1: legit contender that can make the playoffs? If they lose this game, probably say, eh, maybe they were just beating up on the rough teams. If they win it, it's the springboard. And for the Titans, it's, hey, five and seven. Maybe we can get back in it with home games down the stretch. You go to four and eight, and it's like, oh, wow. Okay, we got swept. It's no good. So that's a great way to put it. It is a benchmark game. For both teams, but with that being said, we are going to dive a little bit further into this matchup. Talk about the matchups that we're going to be watching for. Can the Titans stop the run? We're going to look at it from the Colts' angle as well. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. You don't have to go against a thousand different lineups or bots or sharps. It's just you against the Prize Picks projection. So here's how it works. Picks has a projection for every player. Garner Minshew, 200 passing yards. Will Levis, one throwing touchdown. Derrick Henry, 75 rushing yards. All you do is you look at the player's projection and you say whether that player is going to do more or less. And you pick two to six players. And if you win, you can get up to 25 times your money. And Picks did a really cool thing this year where you can actually combine multiple sports. So you can do Derrick Henry rushing yards with... LeBron James three pointers. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. You're going to love it. Make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Zach, we are going to continue a Week 13 crossover Thursday. Locked on Colts, Zach Hicks, local expert. Locked on Titans, Tyler Roland. I'm your guy here. We're bringing you coverage of your favorite team Monday through Friday and sometimes bonus episodes as well when things happen, for big games, stuff like that. So make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on Locked on Titans and Locked on Colts in the Locked on Podcast Network. But Zach, I started us off in the storyline segment. I'm going to start us off here too on the home <laughs> team. I'm pulling seniority here, or not seniority, but home field advantage. Talking about matchups, because honestly, this is what it comes down to for probably both teams. And I'm sure the Colts are looking at this. It's about running the football because the last time that these two teams played, it was really stunning, honestly, to see the way that the Colts ran the ball on the Titans. Coming into that Week 5 matchup, the Titans were on a historic run defense streak. The 17 games prior to that, they had the best run defense in the NFL since like 2006. And then the Colts go for 193. I kept saying the Titans got mossed. by. I mean, Jonathan Taylor wasn't even a huge factor. It was his first game back, and the Colts completely bullied. The Titans up front again to the tune of 193 rushing yards. If you allow an offense led by Garner Minshew to run the ball that way, they're not going to be beat because they're going to have third and short opportunities where Minshew can use his legs or get the ball out of his hands quickly. You're you're going to have consistent drives, giving you consistent opportunities against a bad secondary for the Titans that is vulnerable. Like it, it just tilts the game far too much into the Colts' favor for the Colts to have that sort of, that's not even a good day on the ground. That is a great day on the ground. And I think the score in that game, it was 23-16 Colts. I think the score was honestly closer than what the game really was at the end, if I'm yep. if I'm honest. So, for me, it's all about the Titans stopping the run. Now, one big thing that matters that will be different from Week 5 is the presence of stud nose-tackle Tier Tart. Who missed that game. But what I will say is, even after Tart came back, the Titans gave up 120, 140 rushing yards in some matchups after this Colts game. So it's not like once you put Tier Tart back in the lineup, the run defense is incredible all of a sudden again. That's not necessarily the case. So I don't want Titans fans to kind of lie to themselves, like, oh, Tart's back. We won't do that. We're gonna shut them down. Jonathan Taylor out, Tier Tart back. I still don't know that it matters because the offensive line of the Colts is back to form. And I think that is the most important thing because the Titans' D-line, as we saw last week against the Panthers, the Titans' offense did not play good enough to win that game. But the Titans' D-line just dominated the Panthers' offensive line so much that the Panthers couldn't come back and win. That's not going to happen against the Colts with their offensive line. It's not going to be the case. And I know there's some injuries up front, too, maybe you could talk about, but... To me, the matchup is all about the Titans' defensive line, especially on the interior with Jeffrey Simmons and Tierra Tart, because the Colts bludgeon the Titans in the A-gap. And it's hard. It's hard to stop A-gap runs when the Colts are spread out and they can throw these RPOs outside. The Titans' defensive backs can't tackle. So it's like a pick-your-poison. If you commit resources out to the outside to stop the RPO game, then they're going to run up the A-gap if you stop it in the A-gap, and devote resources to the box. They're going to hit those quick hitters and make your guys tackle, and the Titans have proven they can't. So very tough matchup, but I can tell you, if the Titans don't stop the run in this game and let the Colts go for over 150 yards again, they're getting swept. There's no doubt about it because there's just no way they're going to put Minchu in the situations they need to put him in if they do that. So the interior defensive line of the Titans against the offensive line of the Colts in that run game That is the number one matchup. And I did my keys to victory this week, Zach, and I did. Number one, stop the run. Number two, stop the run. Number three, did somebody say stop the run? Because that is all that matters for the Titans in this game.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, as I've been talking all this week here, when when the Colts played against the Panthers and the Patriots those two weeks prior to the bye week, they were only averaging, I think, 2.5 yards per carry combined in those two games. Their running game was abysmal because teams are figuring out, let's just stack the box. Let's stack the box on Gardner Minshew. He's not going to drop back and throw it on us because... He's Gardner Minshew. So what the Colts did this past week against one of the best run defenses in football in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, Tampa Mm -hmm. Bay Buccaneers, Vita Vea, uh, Devin White, who I know is not having the greatest season, but Devin White's in there too. They have a couple other guys on that defense where they can really stuff the run. What the Colts Mm -hmm. did in this past game was they added that pass option, that RPO game to every single run. Every single run had the pass option. And Gardner Minshew, he pulled a lot of them, but that's where he excels. Gardner Minshew is fantastic. In the RPO game. Is there anything else he's fantastic at? Probably not, but he's fantastic in that RPO game. So, what the Colts were able to do is finally lighten the box for the first time in like a month at this point. And they ran for what, 170 yards, 160 yards against one of the best run defense in football, over four yards of carry. I think it was 4.8 yards of carry against a fantastic run defense. Now, I expect we're going to see a lot more of that again from the Colts this week. It's going to be a heavy, heavy, heavy RPO game from the Colts. They're going to make your DBs tackle on the outside, and then they're going to lighten that box up, and they're going to run it up with Zach Moss, who's having a fantastic year. He's still top 10 in the NFL in rushing yards, despite not having despite not having more than 10 carries in a game in like a month and a half at this point. So Zach yeah. Moss having a great season. Uh, one thing I wanted to throw out there for my keys to victory for the Colts in this game, though, is... I'm not terribly concerned about the Colts defense in this game in terms of, you know, like the Titans offense has not been this high octane attack by any means, but one area that will Levis has shown that he's been really strong at when he's come in, or at least areas that he's flashed some high level play is in the deep passing game, getting those deep balls down the field, either on trick plays or play action shots or whatever it's been. He's been able to get the ball down the field. And he, you know, I think I saw an interview the other day there. He talked about it. He wants to attack the ball down the field. That's what he wants to do. Now the Colts, yeah, over the last what th- He yeah. does well. Right, right. The Colts over the last three games, ever since that Saints game where they were just bludgeoned through the air, they were bludgeoned through the air by Derek Carr somehow. Uh, they had like five catches allowed in that game of, of an average depth of target past 20 yards down the field. What they've done since then is they have shifted to a quarters defense. They are not a Gus Bradley cover three defense anymore. They are a quarters right. defense. You will run the ball on them very well. You will complete the short game very well, but you will not complete deep passes on them. They've allowed two catches of targets past 20 yards down the field in the last three games now. They are just pinching everything deep. They are attacking everything deep. They're letting you go underneath. And as a result, the Colts have 17 sacks and they have six turnovers forced in those last three games. They are just making teams have to be methodical down the field and hoping their mm-hmm. defense gets that one stop. So I think a really big storyline is can they keep that up against Will Levis, who has flashed that ability to keep the, to get the ball down the field and do some things in the big passing game? Can Will Levis operate a really short, efficient passing game underneath and have the Titans run the ball and convert in the red zone against this Colts defense that – Hasn't been a, a great defense by any means, but they're now they're sitting deep and they're letting everything happen in front of them. And as a result, their defense has been much better. Can Will Levis adjust to that and become an efficient underneath passer against this Colts defense that has been a lot better in the last three games?
1: Well, we saw a little bit more of that last week, some quick hitters to the sideline, trying to get the ball out. The thing is, a lot of teams play press man against the Titans because they don't have separators at wide receiver yeah. and they know if they bring pressure, the Titans offensive line isn't good enough to get there. So I always find it interesting Teams like the Panthers, the Panthers were a top five team in zone coverage and usage, and They played some tight man. They switched it up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see whether Bradley sticks with what has been working the last few weeks or whether he kind of does what teams like to do against the Titans. That'll be an interesting chess match to see. And I agree, making Will Levis kind of take his medicine and and work for it a little bit, not giving up those deep shots is the best way to play the Titans offense because they haven't proven to be an offense that can go down by down and, and be consistent. So that's a smart way to do it. But with that being said, We're going to talk a little bit more about what we think decides this game. Maybe give some predictions, some preliminary predictions as well for this game. Before we get into that, though. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Look, DoorDash has you covered. It's a triple threat. You can get restaurant food. You can get groceries. You can get retail items. Whatever it is you need, they have it on DoorDash. And you're going to make sure that it's delivered to you quick and easy, like you know DoorDash is going to do. I love using DoorDash. Just yesterday, I ordered some lunch off DoorDash, and what I would tell you is, if you're in Nashville, you're getting ready for this game. Acme Feeding Seed, delicious. Pull it up, a little breakfast hash. I'm just saying, good thing to order off DoorDash if you're in the city. But with that being said, do want to let you guys know That right now, you can get up to 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app, enter that code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-23, subject to change, terms do apply. Again, don't forget to use the code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change. Terms do apply. Also want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Look, the NFL season is halfway through, more than halfway through, and the deals stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So Colts fans, Titans fans, whoever you think is going to win this week, you go on FanDuel, place a little $5 money line bet on them, and if your team wins, you get $150 in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use. you got a wide range of betting options available. Make sure that you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on the action this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Zach, it is time to close out this crossover thursday i'm going to miss you buddy i'm not going to talk to you until during the off season it's been such a good year really no I'm not trying to throw any shade but just really excited to have you and jake as the host of locked on colts that you know just <laughs> i appreciate it every time we speak That's all I will say. But with that being said, I do want to let you guys know before we move into our final predictions that Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus coverage from our national shows. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be a part of history Thank you for making Locked On Titans, Locked On Culture first to listen each and every day. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But Zach, I'm letting you go first now. Little little hospitality, finally, a little Southern hospitality. You go ahead and let us know, what do you think is the big decider in this game and kind of how do you see it ending up?
0: I think ultimately it comes down to which offense is going to be more efficient and more like have that higher success rate on offense, which offense is going to control the pace of play. Is going to control the ball yes. is going to get into those third and shorts. Who's going to avoid the big sack or avoid the big I... turnover, which offense is going to be more in control in this game and just be more efficient. And overall, I see a Colts team that, you know, again, their offense wasn't great against the Panthers and Patriots, but they have a quarterback who knows the system. who's played most of the year who has found a rhythm this past week against the the Buccaneers with that RPO game. They have a more effective run game, even with Zach Moss now being the guy. With Jonathan Taylor missing this game, he has been a fantastic running back. He's still top ten in the NFL in rushing yards, doing a lot of really good things. I see a Colts offense that just looks more efficient right now than Will Levis going through those rookie growing pains. You know, he's mm-hmm. they have a really explosive offense at times, and yep. they're doing some good things. But because of their offensive line issues, because of their wide receivers the down not down separating, efficiency. The down-to-down efficiency, I think they're, I mean, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I'm sure you have a lot of those numbers and stuff, but I think their success rate's pretty low with Will Levis, despite yeah. having some really high explosive and high-octane moments there with him. He's doing some really good things in short spurts, but from from down-to-down, down, from from quarter-to-quarter, quarter, it's still not this perfect flowing offense, where the Colts are a team that's gearing up for a playoff run. They are a team that's finding the rhythm that knows um, how to find answers when you don't have the answers right there in front of you. And I think that's, what's going to be the difference maker in this game, a Colts offense that knows how to move the ball. who knows how to get points when they need it. Now, this could all blow up because Gardner Minshew has three moments every game where he's going to throw the ball to the defense or he's going to fumble right. or do something. So this uh-huh. that's really where the game comes down to what happens in those three moments a game where Gardner Minshew just loses his mind. Uh, but as long as the Colts can survive those moments and maybe only have one turnover on those three instead of three on those three, uh, I, I think there's no reason why the Colts can't win this game. I think their offense is just more efficient, more effective. I think their defense is playing better football right now, even without Grover Stewart. And I'm terrified without Grover Stewart against Derrick Henry, no matter what kind of year Derrick Henry's having. I'm still scared of that because their run defense has been just a train wreck uh, since Grover Stewart's gone down. Uh, But overall, I think again, you're looking at two different states of teams right now. You're looking at the Colts team that is ascending and getting ready for this playoff push and, and has a game in front of them. They know they have to win and you have a Titans team. That's, you know, they're kind of on the downside of everything right now. They're, they're struggling a lot. They don't have many answers. They're still working through a rookie quarterback. I just think these two teams are in different places right now. And I think that's going to benefit the Colts in this road game uh, late in the season.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And I think the big deciding factor for me is the offensive line and it's the offensive line of the Colts because not only do the Colts have a huge advantage in the offensive line department just comparing the offensive lines, but the one thing that can actually sway the game for the Titans is the Titans' defensive line. And when you have such a good offensive line from the Colts, it neutralizes that. So you're hurting the Titans' biggest strength while also having a huge advantage at the most important part on that side of the ball. So it's just, it sways it too far. Now, I agree with you. I And tomorrow on my game plan episode where every Friday, I just talk about how the Titans can win, not whether they will, not what, what, just what they have to do to win. And the big thing for me is disrupting the timing so that Garner Minshew does that craziness in the pocket that you talk about all the time (laughs) on X or whatever on Twitter. You're always talking about how Garner Minshew will just run around in the pocket and get crazy. He's got to get the ball out quick, be within the structure of the offense. The mistakes come when he gets outside of structure. So the Titans are going to have to disrupt the timing and create those turnover opportunities. But at the end of the day, we talked about down-to-down efficiency on offense. And the Titans are incredibly efficient on early down passing. They're one of the more efficient teams in the NFL early down passing because of the play action and when they do hit, it's big plays on early downs. But the efficiency in the run game is just not there. And if you're going to be a team that thrives on explosive passing plays, because you're not efficient, like throwing the ball short consistently, then you're going to have to run the ball. And the Titans simply can't right now. They simply cannot run the football because their offensive line is not good enough to win consistently. So with the offensive line of the Colts neutralizing the Titans' biggest strength, and then with the Titans' biggest weakness – just being their biggest weakness. uh, I think it's going to be tough for the Titans to have enough drives. I mean, the Titans scored 17, six points against the Buccaneers. They scored 17 points against the Panthers, and they had a turnover that gave them the ball within the red zone. You know, from, again, the defensive line, creating that opportunity. You're just not going to have that kind of luck in this game. The Titans only have three interceptions all year, and I think you're more likely to get interceptions on Garner Minshew than you are other things. So I just don't see this lining up well for the Titans matchup-wise. I'm going to have the Titans lose in this game. I'm going to say, I think, 22-13 to is where I see it. 22-13 Titans.
0: Yeah, I think something like that, too. I I would have, like, 23-14 to uh, Colts in this game. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, again, I think the Colts' offense can just get them more chances. Is at the, uh, the big thing? That's why, I mean, right, even if it's right. 23 points where, you know, it's a good chunk of field goals, like both mm-hmm. teams score 14 points, but the Colts are up to 23 because they hit three field goals in this game. Right, right. I just think they're going to have more chances to get those mm-hmm. points than the Titans in this game. I, I, I like the Titans future. I like what Will Levis has actually done for them this year. I know yeah. people are pretty hot and cold with how he's played this year. I think he's done some mm-hmm. good things, but that's just the state of where they're at right now. I don't, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. They could, de- they could definitely beat the Colts. I'm not saying the Colts yeah, are not, the solidified no, playoff it's team or anything. Right. But the Colts are ascending. They're getting ready for this playoff push. The Titans are on the back burner right now. This Mm -hmm. is a game the Colts need to win and a game where the Titans, do they need to win it? Like, you know, like that's the whole thing right now. Yeah,
1: 100% right. And I honestly, if if I'm remembering correctly, I think on FanDuel right now, the Titans are home underdogs. So it's certainly not insane to think that the Colts are the better team and fully capable of winning. But with that being said, that is going to do it for a Week 13 crossover Thursday. Zach, great to talk to you. Obviously, we'll talk in the offseason a little bit, but make sure you make Locked on Colts, Locked on Titans your first listen each and every day. We're going to be there on Friday with further game plans, further breakdowns, further previews. And then, of course, we'll be there to recap all the action for you guys after the game as well. But with that being said, start your weekend early. It is Thursday after all, and everybody, stay safe out there.